Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. Welcome to another week of Real Personal Finance. Thank you. Best time of the week. That's right. We are on a mission to make the U.S. financially literate. Yes. I think we're doing it. I think so. Yeah. At least part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. A good part of it. Yeah. So if you guys have questions, feel free to send them in realpersonalfinance.co or wherever you run into podcasts. You can leave us a review. You can mail it in. Question. Come see Scott and I personally ask us a question. Totally. Fax it in. Whatever's easiest. For today, we're going to answer a question that we get fairly often. At least the idea of it comes around fairly often, which is like, how do I retire early? How do I accelerate retirement, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, we can geek out on this a little bit today. Yeah, and there's not a, well, I shouldn't say there's not. There were many listener questions that were submitted that all in one way, shape, or form came back to this as a central theme. So this is really a reflection of many listener questions. So thank you for all of you who submitted those. And it's a hot topic. Mm -hmm. There's the fire movement, financial independence, retire early. Mm -hmm. There's people who are saying, gosh, look at this beautiful world. I want to stop working and go travel it. There's people saying, I just want to do something different. And the question is, how do I do it? Yeah. So let's walk through a framework of how people can do that. Yeah. Where would you start? I want to start with what, (laughs) I think retirement's this word that's kind of charged. You know, it's like really until, you know, so I'm 42, until my grandparents' generation, retirement didn't even really exist. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Most people through the industrial revolution, like you went and worked and then you passed away. That's why social security started. It started because you were supposed to be dead when they started giving you a retirement benefit because you couldn't work anymore. Yeah. You look at the actuary tables for that and like your social security benefit start date and your presumed death date weren't that different when you look at life expectancy. Right. Back when it originally was founded. Now they're very different. There might be a 30 year gap there. So there's this thing called retirement in the middle. Yes. I actually think it's, I want to know, like, if someone comes to this with this question, I want to retire early. I want to know, what are you retiring to? What do you want life to look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's both the philosophical side of that of great, let's design a life that you love and is fulfilling and purposeful and enjoying. But also there's a practical side to it mm-hmm. because some people come to us and say, hey, I want to retire early. We say, great. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to go work this job instead that I really love. And I'm going to spend my free time doing these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, awesome. Is the income from that job going to cover all of your needs? Oh, yeah, totally. I'm still going to cover all my needs. Well, great. That's a very different scenario than someone who says, Permission I'm literally granted. not going to <laughs> yeah. earn any income. Right. And I need to live off of my savings in my portfolio because from a practical standpoint, retirement is all about how do you replace your income. Yeah. If the salary goes away, you're dependent upon either things like social security or pension or your savings and investment, and that's what it is. So if you're saying, I want to retire, but really that means maybe career change mm-hmm. or almost like a career downsizing, but the thing still pays the bills, the career still pays the bills, 
that's wonderful. It's not truly retirement, I guess, the way we would think of it. So that's where we would start, both philosophically, what do you want that to look like so you can actually have an amazing experience? And then number two, is this retirement in the sense that you now need income to come from somewhere else? Or is it kind of not true retirement where you still have income? Yeah. In? Yeah. And you kind of gave two extremes there, right? One is like, well, I just want to shift careers. I'm going to make less, but I'll still make more than enough to cover life and save and be able to fully retire at that normal age. That's one. Yeah. And then there's the, you know, the more challenging, I want to retire and I don't have any income to cover it too. Yep. And then there's kind of that in-between, the in-between I'll see with folks as well, where someone comes in they're like, you know, I really just don't want to work as hard. I'd like to be able to let my foot off the gas so I can enjoy life a little bit more right now. When you start to model out those scenarios of maybe they don't make as much income or save as much income, but they're willing to work a little, they don't just want to stop, yeah. but they're willing to continue. That actually works out, can work out really nicely. Yeah, I think more often than people realize, you don't need to carry a huge income to stay on track for retirement, but it's sometimes the length of work is far more impactful than the almost volume of dollars you're earning or amount of dollars that you're earning during yeah. that work. Working an extra year, even if it's not maybe the full income you had now, but it's covering expenses, goes a tremendous way yeah. when you start running scenarios around retirement. Yep, Totally. And here's, so just kind of back to the practical side of it, the challenge around early retirement and needing income, not to say it's not doable, but this is what people are up against. Let's say you're going to retire at a traditional age, yeah. say 67. Yeah, that's full retirement age, social security, we get get all this stuff. Exactly. Full yeah. retirement age for most people, social security, most people who aren't retired yet. And let's say you want to spend $6,000 per month. So mm -hmm. Throw a round number out there. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've had income and you paid into social security, depending on what that income is, you'll have a social security benefit. Let's just assume that's 3000. Mm -hmm. So if you're retiring at 67, half of your needs are already covered from social security. Mm -hmm. It's just the other half that has to come from your portfolio. That's 3000 per month, which is 36,000 per year. You need to take that number and work backwards and uh, okay, how much of a portfolio is needed to generate 36,000 per year? Yeah. We've talked about basic rules like the rule 4% before which says, depending on how you're invested and how long your time horizon is, you could probably reasonably take 4% out and be just fine over time. Yep. So if I divide 36,000 per year by 4%, I get $900,000. Meaning if I have $900,000, then 4% of that generates 3,000 per month. That supplements my social security benefit. Yeah. That's what I would need. Now, obviously this is just a very arbitrary example. If you have a pension or if you have a spouse that also has social security, then you need less. But just in this very basic example, that's what you need. Yeah. Makes sense so far? Totally. Now let's go compare that to someone who wants to retire early. Yeah. Let's say let's, 47. Yeah. So 47-year-old wants to retire, still needs that 6000 a month. Isn't going to turn on Social Security, right? Because Social Security, we've talked about this before on the show. You can start taking it as early as 62. Full retirement age for most folks is going to be around that 67 mark for people in this age bracket if they're 47 mm -hmm. right now. And then 70 is when the max happens. Yeah. So they have no income source. They need the portfolio to support them. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, now they're going to need, what, 72,000 a year, not 36 anymore, but 72. If you take that same 4% rule, you have to double the amount of assets you need to have to make this work. You need 1.8 million yeah. to be able to do a 4% rule. Now, even then, James and I would probably caution that person to think about maybe reducing that 4% number to a lesser amount because you need it to last even longer now. So we might want to get even more conservative and want to have even more money in a portfolio. 
Yeah, because that 4% rule was really designed to say what's the most amount you could take out to have your money last at least 30 years, regardless mm-hmm. of the market environment you're in. Yeah. 30 years is a long time if you're already 67. Right. At 40, they're not really 77. Nah, yeah, life expectancy is probably longer. <laughs> exactly. So you Be might want to dial that back a little bit. The big thing is oh. not only do you need double the amount in this case, mm-hmm. but you have a shorter time horizon to get there. Mm-hmm. So if you just look at your, well, we're going to come back to this, but your savings rate, you don't have as much time for compounding to work its magic. And right. what I mean by that is, let's say you invest $10,000 for 20 years and you get an 8% return. Yep. Great. You have about $457,000 by the end of that. Now let's assume you invest that same 10000 but for 40 years, still growing at 8% per year. Mm-hmm. Now you have about $2.6 million. Yeah. So over $2 million more, not because you are saving a whole bunch more. Yes, some of that was yours, but the majority of that is just growth on your money. It's that compounding. Exactly. It's just time. It's just time. So this example of if you're 47 and you need to double the portfolio value, not only do you need a greater portfolio value, but you have a shorter time frame to save that. So your savings rate needs to be pretty significant to get to that same goal. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And that's not it. There's other challenges mm-hmm. as well, like health insurance. Yeah. What are you going to do for health insurance? Medicare starts at 65. If you retire, by the way, 47 is an arbitrary number. We just chose this. Early retirement could be 55. It could be 60 for some people. It's all relative. But health insurance, if you're retiring before 65, you need a solution for that. Yeah. You're probably less likely to have a paid for home. Yes. If you're 67 and retiring, you need 6,000 per month. Not everyone, but in many cases, that person says, oh, I've got my mortgage paid off. So... I only need 6000 to do the rest. I have property taxes still, but that's for the rest. If you're 47, if you don't have that paid for home, it's that 6000 per month plus whatever the mortgage mm-hmm. is. So what you start looking at is you have a shorter time horizon to grow more money, and that money probably has to go even further because you probably have more expenses above and beyond just that. And then, by the way, on the personal side, you have to figure out what are you going to do when all of your friends are working for another <laughs> 5, 10, 15, 20 plus years. Everyone's going to go golfing with me on Wednesday. Well, you <laughs> no. maybe need to make new friends. <laughs> well, you probably <laughs> your will. Your friends are probably working. Yeah, <laughs> you probably will. But that is a consideration. And where's that social interaction going to come from? If you're significantly younger than your, well, I shouldn't say if you're younger than your friends, you're the same age as your friends, but they're still working. A lot of your new friends might be 20 years older than you are. That might be the case, which isn't bad. <laughs> it just needs to be a consideration. No, for sure. I mean, it's all about what you're going to. So many good points here. It's understanding the overall expenses that you need to live life now. Yeah. And then once you understand that, looking at how am I going to build assets in order to live this life? Yeah. This looks way different for a lot of people because one of the people that submitted a question, and it was a very good question, he said, hey, what does this look like for people in the military where they get a pension after 20 years of service that's 50% of their pay? Mm-hmm. And if you go in and you're an officer and you kind of elevate that, that could be a pretty significant amount. Right. Easily, like anywhere from 40 to 60 grand a year. If you're mid 40s and you got that healthy income coming in, that changes the game here because you'll have that plus Social Security in the future. Plus, maybe you have some money in your TSP or other mm-hmm. investments and savings. So this is by no means a discouragement of this can't work. It's just for the average person, the average situation, there's some challenges I think people don't always think about, but there are lots of cases where circumstances can make this much easier depending on what finances look like. Yep. So let's say someone does want to move toward 
saving for retiring early and it's going to be before, you know, the normal 60 years old. Let's talk about where they can be saving. Yeah. So let's say, okay, I'm going to save a ton. I'm going to max out my 401k. My wife's going to max out her 401k. We're going to do our Roth IRAs. We should be good, right? Mm -hmm. No, what's the problem with that? Yeah. So where the assets are matters. So if we have assets in 401ks, which become IRAs, if we leave our employer, perhaps, if you keep them in the 401k, you're not allowed to take it out before age 55 without there being a 10% penalty on the income. Right. And if it's in an IRA, that number becomes 59 and a half. Right. Now, there are ways around that. There's this thing called separate equal periodic payments. It's rule 72T in the IRS tax code. You can use to turn on cash flow, but you probably don't want to. You probably want to set these aside for retirement. So in between, you might want to look at having some funds invested in like a taxable account or sometimes we call just a brokerage account where you invest in stocks and bonds in a fairly tax efficient manner as well. Right. Yeah, exactly. So if we go back to our example where this individual needed 1.8 million to retire at 47. Mm -hmm. Well, if that 1.8 million is all inside of a 401k, one, that'd be a lot of money to accumulate in that 401k in a relatively short period of time. But Mm -hmm. maybe they did, great. You can't touch that without a 10% penalty plus taxes. So all of a sudden what you end up with is much less after tax, after penalty than what you wanted it to be. So that's probably not the best way. So yes, how do you not only save the right amount, but save the right amount to the right places knowing that some should probably be in that 401k or Roth IRA because it is accessible after 59 and a half. Yep. But you'll need another account. Some people might call it as a, a bridge fund or that gap fund of how do you fund the gap between the time that you retire and 59 and a half when things become fully available to you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, the other thing that comes to mind for me, honestly, about this question about wanting to retire early is I would just, I would want to spend so much more time talking to the potential client or whoever this person is, what's the underlying reason for retiring and what do you really want life to look like? Because sometimes we think it's an all or nothing thing. We just have to put our head down and make enough money to where we can finally be free. But as I mentioned at the beginning, like being financially free for like 20, 30 years, this is new. This is not normal. And the more we get longevity in our lives, I think it's actually going to be even harder to sustain or fewer people are going to be able to achieve being truly fully retired for mm-hmm. a 40, 50 year time frame. So we can see the math just isn't going to add up, right? It's, it's going to be really, really challenging. But if instead the question becomes, what do I want to do? What careers do I want to have rather than having one? Or mm-hmm. if I took a sabbatical, where would I go and what would I do with my time? Yeah. And if we start asking questions like that to give ourselves more freedom along the way rather than just focusing on this idea of I have to be free. Yeah. Yeah. You're seeing more people take these mini retirements or almost like think of them as like practice retirements of take that sabbatical and take a year off and do what you're thinking you want to do and then come back. And if you're like, yeah, that's it. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Awesome. Get back to the drawing board, create a plan and do it. Yeah. But you might realize, hey, that was exactly what I needed, but now I'm actually re-energized to get back to work and have this stimulation and ability to kind of focus my efforts and skill sets on what I really enjoy doing. That's also great. Or maybe you realize I don't hate work. I just hate the job I was in. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's something else that I need. Yeah. So I do like what you're saying because so often we focus on the practical side of early retirement. Okay. Where do you need to save money to? How much do you need? Where's income going to come from? What about health insurance? All very important. So important. But if we miss the biggest part, which is what's going to make you happy and what are you going to enjoy doing and why you're actually doing this? 
you might have put a lot of effort and money and energy into this just to realize it was not what actually scratched that itch or kind of got you to where you wanted to go. Absolutely. And this is, you know, all that we do here is the practicality of it has to be here, but it's all about helping people align time, money, energy, and talent. And the original FIRE movement of financial independence, retire early, to me, it seems kind of wasted if it's, I'm now going to, like, if I just wanted to go sit on the beach for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I'd rather help people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, yeah. I think that yeah. there are really good ways to do it if done right. And if it's okay, there's a meaningful thing you're retiring into, but you see these stories of people that live like miserable lives because every little thing they're doing, they're trying to get it for a little bit cheaper or they're giving themselves no luxuries today. Every little thing is being saved and grown and invested it kind of becomes a game in and of itself. But then they realize like, this is a dumb game because I just want it, but I'm not happy. Yeah. And I just start moving the goalposts. Of, yeah. Okay. If I have another hundred grand or 500 grand or a million, and it's just, it can really quickly become a trap. If there's not that deep focused, intentional time spent on the front end deciding what do I actually want this to look like? And by the way, everyone should do that. Not just people who want to retire early, but totally. everyone that wants to, to your point, align their finances in a way that supports the version of their life that they want to live. It's about finding balance, right? It's yeah. about finding balance of the life that you want to live today versus the life you want to live in the future. And if you don't have that, it can be really challenging. Let's say you do decide, I really just want to go save. Well, that's great. But if you do and your spouse doesn't, that's going to be really challenging because they're going to see the Joneses conflict. next door doing all the things the Joneses are doing. And you're going to be trying to save to retire early. And your spouse can be like, why don't we just like go hang out with the Joneses? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, exactly so there will be some pressure there for sure yeah yeah well cool well i think that's a good high level overview but anything else you want to add to this no just that i think it's admirable to try to retire well let me put, i think it's great to try to put yourself in a position to have flexibility mm-hmm. i think that's the biggest key the fastest way you can do that's by having a higher savings rate the higher your savings rate is the less you spend the less you spend the easier it is to retire yeah it's all tied together yeah I agree. No, I think this is helpful. And I agree. I think that financial independence is huge because that is flexibility and things change when you realize you don't have to do anything for money anymore. That is a big relief, but being intentional and finding that balance is key. So where can people find you, Scott? If they want to find you and see more outside of the podcasts. StoneStepsFinancial.com and at Scott underscore R underscore Frank on Twitter. The three first names. Three first last names. Time. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And I am at rootfinancialpartners.com and YouTube under Root Financial Partners. If anyone wants to follow us elsewhere, that's where they do it. All right. Well, thanks, Scott. Thank you. I'll see you all next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.